Welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. I'm your host, Mari Reesberg. Over the past several years, I've combined my degrees in acting and somatic psychology to share my sustaining creativity techniques with performers, and now I've decided to share it with a bigger audience that includes you. I believe we are all creative, and this podcast is all about that. I'll be interviewing people from all backgrounds, ages, and creativity experiences to share just how creative we all are. Today, I'll be chatting with Kristen Huffman. She appeared in the Tony Award-winning Broadway musical Company by Stephen Sondheim. She's also the founder and producing artistic director of the New Paradigm Theater, a professional nonprofit theater company whose mission is to foster creative problem solvers, leaders, and global citizens through theater arts education and production. Please enjoy Kristen Huffman. Well, welcome to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. Today, I'm here with Kristen Huffman. She and I met my first year of college, undergrad, my acting school at the Hart School. She was my voice teacher, and we have stayed in touch and done many things over the years. I was thinking about that murder mystery boat adventure we did. (laughs) I forgot that. (laughs) So I was reminiscing about, oh, what are all the things that we've done together over the years? But it's really great to have you. Thank you so much for being willing to chat with me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm very supportive of what you're doing. Awesome. Well, if you wouldn't mind just letting people know who you are and what you do. Well, as you said, I met you at University of Hartford. I started teaching there right when we moved to Connecticut. Um, and it was something I just sort of fell into because I we had moved here because my husband has a job. Um, but also, uh, I was uh, doing a lot of performing around the country, but wanted to focus on New York. So my agent said, well, if you want to do Broadway, you need to be a lot closer than Ohio. So <laughs> we moved here. And then um, when I got offered the job, uh, you know, I said, listen, but I've got to be able to go away and still do shows and Probably, I can't remember, during your years, I might have come and gone a little bit. Um, But then I got very lucky and uh, met enough people, networked with enough people, and did enough auditions that I was in the Broadway uh, production of Company that won the Tony in 2007. And um, then continued teaching after that and performing still, and then founded a theater company um, called New Paradigm Theater. And... um, Kind of what was unique about that was that there was no home base. We did not, I'd been in enough shows worldwide that I saw theater companies going under and I thought, well, maybe part of that is that they have a mortgage and that the world is changing and we need to um, not have to worry about that. And then also um, we, we develop young leaders through arts education and productions, not just put on shows. So I, I, I impose on all my Broadway friends to come do shows with us. The kids and inner city kids, as well as our lower Fairfield kids, get to be a part of the production. So we didn't, couldn't anticipate what was happening right now in the world, but we're built for it. We can hover. We can delay shows because we don't have like the typical expenses that people have to worry about. But that's pretty much it in a nutshell. That's what I've been doing. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I have definitely followed the new Paradigm Theater Company and all of the things that you post on Facebook. And it's really exciting to see. And I had no idea about not having kind of the brick and mortar space and what a creative way to sustain a theater company, particularly right now. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations on doing that. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Nice. So today we're going to chat about creativity as 
this podcast is all about that. And what would you say your, you know, like what does creativity mean to you? Um, well, I think it is really, for me, it is who I am. Um, so, I mean, I grew up in a very creative family. My dad's a minister and a professor and my mom is a choir director and was always very creative as well. So, um, for me, it was, it means just like who I am, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I was just always told and encouraged to be creative and, um, Like I had parents who didn't get reports from school that your daughter is like doing blah, 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 make her stop. You know, I got, oh, well, let's keep having her do those crazy things. Um, So for me, it's it's exactly who I am and, 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 and like my identity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like a life force for you. (laughs) Yeah. And I had, like I said, I had very creative parents too. Mm -hmm. And they, and they liked, I, I, I think some people like back in the day, like you called a child hyperactive. I was not. Mm-hmm. I was very energetic, but you know, I was lucky I didn't have parents who said, "Oh, she needs to not be so energetic." They just send her to dance school, send her to <laughs> drama school, give her theater start on piano, just give her a lot of things to do. And then along the way, I also had other teachers who recognized that and kind of let me go with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened. I look back often and think, what would have happened to me if I didn't have those kind of parents who just were like, you have to fit in this box, you know? Yeah. So I was just really lucky that I had parents who liked that. Mm-hmm. Nice. And when you think about creativity and come up against challenges, what are those challenges and how do you navigate them? Well, you know, I thought about this question. Um, I have, for the most part of my life, until I founded the theater company, I had um, only been around other creatives, like teachers, mm-hmm. right, and performers, and even producers. And even when I got into marketing, which I love, which I thought, ooh, that's a business skill. In the business world, they still consider it a creative. Mm-hmm. So I had only ever been around other creatives. And I think my biggest challenge was when I founded the theater company and I had to speak to corporate folks who wanted to either, you know, possibly give us money or banks or whatever. That was my challenge was they don't talk the same way and you have to condense everything into one or two sentences and it has to be viable. and blah blah. When you're talking to creatives, you can go, hey, what about this and what about this? And you can spend (laughs) a half an hour floating ideas and it's like really great. You come up with something at the end that's sort of there that you can work from. Whereas when you sit down with a banker, two sentences, tell me what you're about. Uh, you know, so my my, honestly, my first couple were blunders. They're just Mm -hmm. bad and they tore me apart. Well, what does this mean? Well, what about that? But I'm like, um, uh, and I was I just couldn't do it. Now I think I'm pretty good. I'm still not perfect at it. But now I think I'm pretty good about cutting right to the chase. I have the answers I know beforehand that they're going to want to ask me about okay. money and how it's going to be spent and who it's going to, you know. So that was my challenge, was that I had never had to speak to people who were just that hardcore. I'm not saying they're not creative, but that's not the way their brains think. Yeah, it was all about the facts and give yep. me the statistics and the information and then we can figure In out. two sentences. Yeah. In two so, sentences. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, that was very hard because when I get excited, I go on a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that that's a big shift to navigate that aspect of the theater world. Mm-hmm. And um, 
and just looked like the normal world, literally, as the founder and artistic director of this company, I'm mm -hmm. the face of this. So I'm, I'm, it's not that I'm, I mean, certainly the people on my board consider me creative, but they also consider me the admin person, you know, and, and that right. was a for me as well. I love, I'm very goal oriented though. Like when you take that brain test, whether are your left brain or right brain, <laughs> I come right in the middle, which mm -hmm. I'm kind of happy about. Yeah. Um, but, but I've had to really sit on that side of it. I know I'm not as happy there, but I do like to check things off. <laughs> yeah. And it also, the other side. <laughs> it also sounds like you kind of overcame some of these challenges by educating yourself and getting the information that you needed so that you could show up in those meetings to present in the yeah. fashion that these other individuals were looking for. Yeah, and you have to just put your ego to the side. Mm -hmm. Even though you're accomplished in one field, doesn't mean that you know anything about some of the others. So you have to be willing to be a beginner again, even yeah. though you're accomplished on one side. You know what I mean? So I, I love learning. So I was really happy to have a few people who were willing to spend time with me in a nice way and educate me on my board or various other people to let me know, here's where you need to be thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. and I I attend a lot of webinars beforehand and <laughs> workshops and different things just to learn how to do this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like you really gathered a team around you that can support you to help you be the best you can. Absolutely, and the and the theater company. Um, honestly, I've been through two or three boards. One was all corporate people, and that did not work. Um, because <laughs> they well, they wanted to just pat me on the head, you know, oh, and go, yeah. "Okay, little artistic girl, you don't know anything about business." I do, and I know the theater business really well. Yeah. We just do it, and they were little by little pushing me out of my own company. Mm -hmm. And then this board I have is a mixture of creatives who are also like me, thinking on both sides of the brain, and then. Yeah just regular business people who, you know, have some connections. Nice. That seems to be the best formula. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so sounds like most of your life has, you've experienced lots of creativity, but what's your earliest memory of creativity or being creative? Wow, yeah, my parents are were always doing different things, so I watched them do this. I think um, it was, I, I think I knew I wanted to be a producer as much as a performer. Um, I used to have my best friend Kay. She would come over to the house, and the whole day we would spend creating a show <laughs> so that when my parents came back, they would have to sit there and watch us do this show. My brother would always horn in, my little brother, and so we would dress him up like a girl, because that was his punishment. But we would create, we'd literally write our own songs, and we would create the whole thing ourselves. And then by the time our parents came back, we would we literally set up seats in the living room and make mm -hmm. them watch our shows every time. So I think, I think I knew then, you know, that I really like creating stuff. And mm -hmm. then I had the support and the and the applause of my parents or laughter. I, I, I should have known I wanted to be a comedian then because I liked it the best when they laughed. Not when they clapped, but when they laughed. Yeah. Um, to make them giggle about something. So um, that, I think, was my earliest. And I'm going to say that was probably five or six years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So lifelong <laughs> creative. I love it. Again, I just had parents who at least laughed. They didn't say you're great at everything and they did give me some good critiques, mm -hmm. but they were on the whole very supportive of stuff that I did, you know? Yeah. That's very lucky and fortunate, you know? Yeah. I mean, I had, I had strict parents too. I mean, yes. I didn't get away with crap, um, but then they let me within those rules, they let me do a lot of 
interesting things. And, mm-hmm. and I, again, I had other teachers along the way through elementary school. I can point to specific instances where I, I gave an oral report that was way different. You know, <laughs> um, you picked a famous person. I picked Mozart, but I did it as Mozart's wife because I was taking flute lessons at the time. And oh. I played one of Mozart's pieces as Mozart's wife and talked about him. And that was like fifth grade. And I remember the teacher giving me an A. Had she given me like a weird grade? I don't know that I would have kept doing weird stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very outside of the box. And sounds like you were given the freedom and support to really express yeah. in that fashion. I did. I mean, I did have teachers, too, who didn't understand me at all <laughs> and punished me. And did, you know what I mean? Yeah. The, you know, the whole the ones I remember are the mm-hmm. ones that are encouraging. Yeah. Nice. So what's inspiring to you these days? Stuff that you're doing. Um, stuff that my students are like taking up the ball and, and creating themselves. Honestly, um, if I have to boil down what I am into a sentence, it's that I'm a teacher who likes to encourage other leaders, not just the arts. I worry about what's going to happen to the arts right now. Um, I'm worried about how many companies are going to go under big ones, little ones, all of them, museums, art galleries. I worry about that. But then I see people like you doing, taking advantage of okay, well, the world is this way now, so we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is completely inspiring because it's like we're not just going to butt our heads against the old system and make it come back. It's going to come back to normal. It is not. It yeah. is not going to come back to normal. Sorry, I'm just saying right now, theaters are not going to open the same way. Mm-hmm. Broadway is not going to be run the same way. And everything is going to be different. But what you're doing doesn't rely, really, on any, any sort of gathering that you're taking advantage and it's creative at the same time. That to me is completely inspiring. Nice. Well, thank you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I have other students who are doing things I would never even have thought of. And I'm like, oh, that is great. I like to be their champion and applaud mm-hmm. them, you know, be a, you know, be a, a cheerleader for them. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, as I've talked to more and more people about creativity, I hear many people who are not performers or in the creative arts have this belief that they aren't creative. Why do you think some people feel that they aren't creative or creativity isn't for them? Well, again, I think it goes back to uh, the way something early on, like I get a lot of piano or voice students, Mm -hmm. younger ones, you know, who I know aren't going to be musicians, Mm -hmm. but I, I believe so wholeheartedly in what taking that piano lesson at seven or eight or nine or 10 years old is going to do for them or that voice lesson where they're just feeling their self-esteem and they're growing and they have an idea and we go with it. So I think early on, and I hear this from a lot of adult students I get Mm -hmm. is somebody told them they couldn't sing or somebody told Mm -hmm. them they were terrible or they remember that specific teacher. They will vividly tell me about that story. And so I'm then undoing and encouraging. I had one man who came in, he's a big deal uh, in the TV and film world, big mm-hmm. deal, like for world news, okay? Mm-hmm. He's the director, he's a tech guy. So he came in and he took a lesson and, you know, he, he we were trying to match pitches and we were doing some things and he sang a phrase really well and he broke down and cried. Mm-hmm. And I, he was so, I said, that sounds good. Not like he couldn't work on stuff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good. And it was so cathartic. It's not like he wanted to come back and take more lessons or wanted to be a singer, but yeah. it was something about that that broke the gates. You know what I mean? And and uh, I, I, I think, like I said, early on, he was probably told he couldn't sing. 
you know, and then just didn't pursue that. Lucky for us, he pursued the tech side because he's <laughs> phenomenal at what he does. Yeah. But um, uh, it was interesting. And he's super supportive of the arts, super mm -hmm. supportive. But um, and he works with other creatives extremely well. But for him, for him himself, that was just like a break. And I've seen that happen a lot of times. So for me, people who think they're not creative, I believe everyone is. Yeah. It's just early on, some sort of encouragement or discouragement happened. That's why I think teachers are so important. Mm -hmm. And the way you say things, you know. Yeah. It, music teachers should never say to a child, oh, you're just get, never going to be able to match pitch, I guess. And you wouldn't believe how many have said that to people. Mm -hmm. It's just not true. It's just that they have to be trained to do it. Right. Like very, very few people are tone deaf. Very, very, very small percentage. Mm -hmm. So, And you know what? My mom, to her credit, when she did choirs, um, taught choirs, um, she would, if somebody was just a little lacking, she would give them the finger symbols or something else that made them feel like they were a part of the group and could do. Mm -hmm. So more teachers like that, less teachers that just get frustrated, they should just quit. And, uh, you know, if they're not being sweet, if they're not being nice to students and saying the right. wrong thing. Yeah, it sounds like also you have had the opportunity to have some really strong reparative experiences for a lot of people. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. Wonderful. And yeah, you know, I think more adults than kids. You yeah, know? I I bet that's true because I, as you were talking, having you know some one person say, "Oh, you'll never do this," or "You're not good at that." That does really stick with us as kids. And, and as you get older, you continue to kind of recapitulate that story or that narrative for yourself. Mm -hmm. And how mm -hmm. do you kind of untangle it and tease it apart? And sometimes you do need that external source to help you mm -hmm. take it apart and say, no, that's, that's a not true narrative. Let's create a new narrative for you about yep. this. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just, um, I don't know, I feel like with creative stuff, it goes right to your soul, mm -hmm. you know, or your spirit or the inside of your, or your ego, what have you consider that? It goes, smacks right at you. And mm -hmm. even as a, as a singer, different than I'm also a flutist, but even as, you know, if someone doesn't like flute playing, well, great, fine, it's my flute. But if you don't like my voice, oh my gosh, you don't like me. And it's so, you've got to, you know, it, it's a very hard thing to separate or an actor, you know, it's yeah. like your persona. So um, I, I, for people who are just, I'm just trying this out, an adult, I'm just trying to sing or that, it's very personal. Mm-hmm, Absolutely. Well, what's an everyday issue you have in your life that you've had to use creativity to solve? Uh, God, I feel like I'm constantly doing that. I'm going to go back to the theater again, is that I creatively have to figure out how to balance my life, mm -hmm. how to balance that admin side and, that cre and the creative artistic side, you know, and to be... Like, I wish I could just be creative all the time. You know what I mean? I wish I could just be, because I founded this company, and we, we're, like, scrappy. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I wish I could just do the artistic director side, but I have to do the other side as well. So for me, it's balancing that and not getting lost in one side, but continuing to go, and the bills need to be paid, and we have to think ahead about a budget, and we, you know what I mean? Right. So for me, it's just budgeting time. And honestly, I think the hardest part has been during, during this whole stay-at-home time. Yeah. Um, 
or as I'm calling it, artist in residence. Um, <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think what's hard is I'm a very goal-oriented person, mm-hmm. and I check things off, and I can't make goals because I don't know if it's going to happen. Right. And so why waste? So I feel very numb and like I haven't accomplished anything. Literally, it's the least accomplished I have been in my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. Although I have to be easy on myself and go, well, I did one thing today, or I helped my husband move all these rocks, or I helped, <laughs> he's a landscape right. <laughs> or, you know, I walked the dog. But sometimes there are times as a creative, you have to let things fill you up too, or the mm-hmm. well gets dry. And I'm so used to go, 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 that maybe this is a time where I have to go, all right, well, that person was inspiring and this person and I attended that webinar and, you know, watched this Zoom meeting. For me, I think that's how I'm having to use creativity to fix this is chill out a little bit on the goal stuff. (laughs) That makes sense. And it's important, you know, I think we are in a time where overproduction is can be really detrimental to our mental health when we get into that loop of, oh, I'm not doing enough. Uh-huh. We're doing plenty just yeah. by making it through the day from sunrise to sunset. I have done enough, whatever it is, and finding that space and ease within yourself. You know, what is it like to hold grace with yourself and be able to take a moment? of quiet or stillness and think, oh, that was enough, that moment. I need you in my ear every day. (laughs) (laughs) I need to hear that. It's good. (laughs) Good reminders. So just to kind of wrap us up, what would you say your secret to creativity is? Well, (laughs) generally when I feel stuck, this is granted. This is the longest I've felt stuck in my life. But granted, when I, I mean, when I normally feel stuck, just waiting for it a little bit to come, mm-hmm. or going somewhere else and letting something inspire me, or doing something completely different, walking, exercise always helps. Um, when I feel that way, it'll usually come back, and I'll get an idea and mm-hmm. and go with it. Again, as I said, right now I'll get an idea and I can't go anywhere with it. So why <laughs> even spend time on it? But um, that. That's, did that answer the question? Yeah. Your secret to creativity is when you get stuck, go do something else and yeah. it will come. It will come back. And it usually does. Yeah. And um, like I said, I it's usually only a few days and then something will come to me or somebody will say something. My husband will, somebody on the board will su- suggest something and I'll go, <gasps> and then I can expand on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and and generally in the shower, that happens. I'm a water sign, so I'm, I'm assuming that's why. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll be like, oh, my gosh, I have this great idea. <laughs> right now, I think my brain is going, just, just store it for a second and mm-hmm. don't go anywhere until you know what you can do. And like right after this, I've got a meeting with my artistic director because I think she oh, – my, my, my associate artistic director mm-hmm. – and I think she realized um, she's not like doing all the things she, Kristen is not doing all the things she normally does. Check Maybe she just needs a little bump, you know, <laughs> so I have good people around me who want to be creative too. Maybe. Um, and, and I think that's another good thing too. I think we creative sometimes feel like we always have to be driving the, the bus. And I do feel that way. But, and then other people are like, great. And they're sort of helping. Now when I'm like sitting in the back seat, mm-hmm. I feel like other people are coming to the forefront 
and they're doing things. And that's, I think, also important is to allow other people to become the leaders. Yeah. I think a good leader, you know, which I try to be, good leader does that. You know, mm-hmm. they allow the, the kids, like the teens I work with, we have an adult board of directors and a, a youth board of directors. The, the youth board, the teens are amazing. And they come up with these awesome ideas. <laughs> and I have to let, even if some are not so awesome, I have to let them run with it. Mm-hmm. And that inspires me. And it also, I need to learn to sit back a little bit more and let other people drive the creative bus. Yeah. You know, and just go, well, in my experience, that part might not work, but this part might. Right. And then that will fill me up again, too. So I know that's true. It's just everybody's stuck right now. Yeah. Reminding yourself of this is not permanent. Things will shift. We don't know what they will shift to, but you know, what's within my control, what's not within my control, and how can I pay attention to that and notice what happens in my system as as I allow other people to step up and try new things and, yeah. And that note, I think that's an important word that you said, notice what's happening. That's a very actory thing, by the way. <laughs> um, just notice what you're feeling and notice. That must have, your background in acting hopefully kind of fed some of that as well as to what you do now. But um, that noticing thing, that taking an inventory thing, mm-hmm. I think it's really, that's hard, but that's really important. You're right. Yeah. It's also a huge component of psychology. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm early here. In yeah, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're too early. <laughs> so <laughs> if people wanted to learn more about the New Paradigm Theater Company or about you, how might they go about doing that? Well, we got some websites. So it's um, kristenhuffman.com and that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N and then Huff, H-U-F-F-M-A-N.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be doing a lot of updating on that this summer because we had to, we were going to do Footloose this summer. We've oh. had to move it to next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if they want to know about New Paradigm Theater, it's N as in new, P as in paradigm, and then theater, NP Theater, and that's an uh, spelled with an R-E, NPTheater.org. That's everything that we're doing, and that's what I'm most proud of. I'm on Facebook, too. Me and New Paradigm are on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to get into Instagram. My teenagers and the youth board are trying to make me do it. They're in charge of all that, so we do have an Instagram and a Twitter presence, but it's not me. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, and those are, like I said, those are the ways basically to kind of keep up, especially um, Facebook. I do a lot of that. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It has been a true pleasure to see your face and get to hear what's going on. And thanks for chatting about creativity. I'm so proud of you and all the Aww. work that you're doing as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sustaining Creativity Podcast. We'd love to keep in touch, so like us on Facebook and Instagram. We are Sustaining Creativity. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Tag your friends and your family so they can listen too. We love to hear from you, so leave your comments, reviews, and questions. Tune in Tuesdays for a new episode. And remember, with creativity, anything's possible.